Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Our topic for today is Energy Follows Thought. And before we get into that topic... uh, I'd like to mention to you that we have a gift for you today. Stay with us, and we'll uh, tell you more about that gift, which we'll be happy to send out to you. Uh, Our thought for today is about the thought power of men and women of goodwill, and they can create a channel through which spiritual energies can flow to heal and rebuild a troubled world. It is this power, properly used and directed, that can be humanity's saving force. How does how does this opening thought relate to our theme today, energy follows thought? One thing I like about it is the suggestion that um, this power of goodwill can be humanity's saving force because it suggests that humanity can save itself, mm-hmm. that it isn't up to... Uh, extraterrestrial or extraplanetary forces alone, but we human beings have to be engaged in the process too as agents of goodwill. And um, the idea that energy follows thought relates to that theme directly in the same sense that Christ in the Bible intended, I think, when he said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm -hmm. In other words, As we think in our truest, deepest self, what we really think, what our attitudes and our feelings and our our motives really are, that's who we really are. That makes us who we are, not what we present on the surface. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the the more um, scientific uh, equivalent of that is the idea that energy follows thought, which I think scientists are... Uh, more and more in agreement with uh, the idea that all matter is 
alive and active, even the most inert, apparently inert matter. For example, in the mineral kingdom, we know that even that realm is uh, alive and uh, evolving. And this idea that energy follows thought implies that with thought, with um, direction from the thinking human being, all substance, all matter can be recreated and reformed, hopefully for the better. Yes, it's a rule that uh, <clears throat> uh, most of us uh, apply in our daily life, whether we, if we're really thinking type of people, we we apply it and we don't really understand it or realize that it is a rule. A lot of us aren't really thinking people, though. Yeah, but um, when we are really thinking deeply and uh, are concentrating on a particular idea or a thought, we're creating what you call a thought form. And uh, even the, the mental energy of the mind uh, is a creative um, a creative process. We're creating thought forms, and uh, these can either be good or bad, depending on the motivation and our intention. I suppose this is behind that uh, kind of, it's almost like a cliche nowadays that you hear people, when they're talking about an issue or an event or whatever, it's really best not develop too far. They say, don't go there. When they're talking about something uh, that they really don't want to even think about or imagine, much less bring to reality, they'll say, don't go there, meaning don't pursue that thought any further. There is this kind of um, intuitive feeling, don't you think, that people realize that the more energy you give to, a, say, a fear, something you dread, the more energy you give to it, the more you might feed it, the more you might foster it. Well, that's exactly right, and that's what so many people do and they don't realize what they're doing. I think that they are creating, making the situation worse by ruminating on this fear or this phobia or whatever it is and they're actually building this thought form even larger than it originally was. I suppose we have to be careful on this point because uh, that realization can make people feel even worse when they're already afraid or dreading something and then to have somebody tell them, well, you're just feeding it, you're going to make it happen, then that probably makes them feel even worse. Um, Alice Bailey in her unfinished autobiography said that there are schools of thought that teach that fear, if it's indulged in, will materialize that which you fear. And she said, personally, I don't believe a word of it because I've spent my whole life fearing all kinds of things which have never come to pass. And I'm a rather powerful <laughs> thinker, she said. And it's true. Um, if I were able to materialize everything I had feared, I'd be dead eons ago. Uh, so there, I think we have to remember that this idea that energy follows thought probably has most of its power on more subtle, subjective levels and over a longer mm. period of time. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Um, <clears throat> I think what's important is not so much the thought, perhaps, or the words or the ideas, but it's the intent mm. behind the words and the power of that intent. In other words, if one's intent is to harm some other person by spewing out some kind of poisonous uh, gossip, then that's a real dangerous uh, process at work. The intent is really 
to injure and to harm that person, then uh, you're um, you're using thought very uh, destructively. And then, of course, there is the the opposite polarity. You can use the same reality in a very constructive way. Yes. You can use thought to to redeem, mm-hmm. to improve relationships or whatever. Yes, and where there is this uh, poisonous kind of thought, and if it's very uh, <clears throat> directly directed towards someone, then one has to be very careful because that there there is a boomerang effect mm-hmm. that's the uh, it's been discussed in the in the Bailey uh, writings that if it's very powerful thought. Uh, and it's a negative thought towards someone else, one, one has to be careful because the, the same energy can bounce right back towards you. Uh, so uh, one really has to be careful. And it sets up, what, what happens, it sets up a wall around yourself and uh, cuts off the flow from any impulses from the soul. And it isolates you. Right. It isolates you further from your fellow men and women. Mm-hmm. And there, it, it isn't only that um, energy follows thought. uh isn't something that only occurs in the mind. It also has to do with what we desire, uh, that we have to watch the quality and the, the orientation of our desires. What are our deepest urges? They might not even be something we're consciously aware of, but they might harbor a real... Uh, powerful if low-grade me-firstism and me above all and you last. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of drive that compels people to to overcome and, and get ahead of everybody in every way possible. Um, one way I watch this desire at work in myself is every time I get on the subway, making a beeline for that last remaining seat. I hate <laughs> that, you know. I hate the 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 quality it brings out of I want that seat and I don't care about anybody else mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> enough about that well, <clears throat> I I think also that uh, are you saying too that uh, we should be as careful about uh, uh, our thoughts as we are thoughts as we are about uh, people coming into our home I mean when you think of it we wouldn't let anyone just drift into our living room from the outside mm-hmm. and and yet thoughts come into our head and probably we should screen them, filter them, challenge them because they can stimulate depression, they can mm-hmm. d- d- uh, uh, stimulate evil doing, and as you said, they can also uh, uh, stimulate constructive uh, behavior too where we want to change the world for the positive. Uh, so we should screen our thoughts there? Is yeah, just make them go away. Dismiss them mm-hmm. as uninvited uh, insects that fly around the room. And don't berate yourself that you're an evil person because this bad thought came into your head. We're all swimming in an atmosphere that has been created by the whole of humanity. So it may not be a thought that you individually have created at all, but when you become aware of it, tell it to go away. It doesn't belong there. Okay, but they're powerful forces Mm -hmm. for good and evil, and we should really challenge them as they come into our uh, our head. Energy Follows Thought is is the title of a pamphlet from uh, Triangles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us something about Triangles. Triangles is um, a service, uh, a type of meditation which is used as a service to humanity. And uh, it works with the principle that energy follows thought. In this way, groups of three people who agree to link up with each other daily in meditation form a triangle, three points. The, The three people are the three points of the triangle. They link in thought with each other, not necessarily at the same time, but just a commitment to a daily linking. 
Then they see their triangle lighted and um, radiating with spiritual energies of light and goodwill as a part of the whole planetary network of triangles. I think we've talked about this in previous programs that for me... uh, uh, a symbol of the Triangles Network would be the starry sky at night at the time of the new moon when the sky is especially black and the stars are so brilliant. That might be one image of, of the Triangles Network, of all these lighted triangles intersecting and interconnected with each other and forming a kind of a bowl over the the earth and humanity, a protective um aura or shroud radiating energies of light and goodwill through the triangular links formed by people who are committed to the upliftment of humanity and then the person when he has created this image in his mind in his meditation then says silently the great invocation which we close each radio program with and by saying the great invocation you are Uh, invoking spiritual energies of light and love and power to um, pour into the world and particularly light and goodwill to radiate throughout human consciousness. So energy follows thought. The energies that are invoked of light and goodwill radiating through human consciousness gradually uplift, purify, redeem human consciousness. Yes, and I think the key word is in the uplifting, redeem <clears throat> that you mentioned because that is the basic uh, function, I think, of the triangles as a geometric uh, form. Uh, you want, might want to ask why a triangle because um, a triangle is, is, in the writings of Alice Bailey, a triangle set is the basic geometric form of all manifestation whether it be the manifestation of a solar system or of a human being. The basic geometric form. Yeah. And the triangle is is symbolized in man by the, um, and men and women, of course, by the two eyes, the left eye and the right eye, and then what they call the third eye, or the the, uh, Ajna center eye. And it's these three, because... With every triangle, <clears throat> there is a, um, a function. Two, two of the points uh, represent the two polarities, negative and positive, and then the third point represents the synthesizing point that lifts up and redeems, and that's where the redemptive nature of the triangles comes in. And coming back to the idea we mentioned earlier that goodwill will be the saving force um, of humanity, triangles invokes goodwill into human consciousness. Absolutely, and the, the triangle uh, is also embodied in, as you say, in the great invocation because it's invocation for light and love and the energies of the will to good. And those are the threefold nature of, uh, of the basic triangle. Sarah mentioned... Um Alice Bailey before, and she mentioned the autobiography of Alice Bailey. And uh, in fact, all of the dialogue that emanates uh, from this show, uh, all the dialogue in this show, emanates from the works of Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of books, and the dialogue that we have on this show all emanates from one of her 24 volumes of books. 
And what we're speaking about today, Energy Follows Thought, you can find uh, a lot of information and explore that particular topic further if you read a book called Discipleship in the New Age, one of Alice Bailey's books. And also in addition to that, we'll be very happy to send you a gift today. It's called Energy Follows Thought, wonderful uh, uh, pamphlet, and it has a lot of information that uh, captures what we're speaking about in this particular show, and there are so many different parts of it that uh, I like a lot. Uh, you'll learn more about triangles, you'll more, learn more about the concept of energy following thought, and the science of mind is one of the topics within the pamphlet. I think you'll find that to be interesting, and you'll want, want to probably read it several times. Uh, and also the prayer that uh, Sarah mentioned, the great invocation, which you can hear at the end of the show, is also uh, meant, uh, mentioned in the pamphlet. I don't know if we call it a prayer. It's, it is what it is, an invocation. Mm -hmm. and it is a prayer, okay. Mm -hmm. So once again, if you want to uh, uh, receive this gift, uh, the pamphlet, Energy Follows Thought, you can certainly do so by giving us a call on our toll-free number, and that's one eight six six. 695-8247. Once again, it's 1-866-695-8247. An easy way of remembering that number is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of New York LUCIS, 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Our website is www.lucistrust.org. And our email is New York, uh, New York at Org. If you key into our website, which once again is www.lucistrust.org, uh, you can hear any of our um, uh, previously archived library of shows. I think you'll find them interesting. We've done many shows on a variety of different topics, uh, all emanating from the works of Alice Bailey. And also, please remember that the show is funded by the generous donations of our listeners. And we need and welcome your support. And although you can purchase uh, the Alice Bailey books at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, uh, Borders, and other bookstores, you can get a discount if you order all 24 volumes of the Alice Bailey books. The only place to get a discount is ordering directly from the Lucis Trust organization uh, at the toll-free number 1-866-NY-LUCIS. And, and call us up. We'll be happy to send you the uh, pamphlet, Energy Follows Thought, for free. And also, if you'd like a general package of information uh, uh, about who we are, what we, what our theme is, and what approach we take to philosophy and spiritual philosophy, we'll be happy to send you the general package, package of information by calling on that same toll-free number. Uh, and back to our theme for today. Do you think that the realization is growing? that essentially people create the world they live in. I think it is becoming more and more a recognition. <clears throat> I mentioned earlier that people seem to sense that uh, they shouldn't indulge certain lines of thought or conversation. That, I think, is more apparent today than a few decades ago. Uh, but I think, like most things, it's a realization that's still being developed, and it isn't very carefully thought through by a lot of people. I mean, I've heard certain New Age schools of thought that teach that you make yourself sick by your thoughts, you make yourself well by thinking good thoughts. Well, I know a lot of very good people who have fought terrible illness, and I've known some not very nice people at all who have been pictures of health. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a bit simplistic. 
the causes of illness are, are very complex and probably are karmic, meaning they might be inherited from past lifetimes. I don't believe ever, ever in blaming the victim. Uh, that's so easy. But the idea that uh, we do create our reality through the quality of what we desire, uh, that's certainly something we could all benefit from. It's said that uh, two emotional qualities especially mobilize all of us. One is selfish desire and one is fear. And we could all begin to look in areas of our life to see where those urges are uh, active within us. Yeah, I think most of us are saved from ourselves by mm. because of the uh, lack of power of our thought. And thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we're, we're saved from our own lack of potency because uh, uh, thought generates energy commensurate with the potency of the the thinking and the quality of what we're thinking at the time. And Probably what we're more do, doing more than <laughs> thinking is feeling. Yeah, and uh, some people we two. yeah we mistake the two and think that uh, that is thinking when it really isn't. It, it's pure, just uh, emotional mm. feeling nature. But it, um, I, I was thinking of the the phrase in the Bible by um, Saint Paul that said, "Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind," mm. and uh, that is very much along the lines of uh, energy follows thought because one can literally transform himself or herself by the renewing of your mental processes and by building a better <coughs> quality of thought forms in your life and around your life and just building uh, thought forms based on goodwill and right relationships with the people around you and in your environment. And that will have a real transforming effect on not only on you, but the people that you uh, encounter during the day. There's another um, saying that one man thinking truth can transform his environment. I don't know who said that, but um, that to me is a really powerful realization. Say you're in uh, a work situation where you really feel that... Uh, the company or the organization is not working on the level that it should be, uh, rather than going after your coworkers in a personal confrontational way, try transforming and uplifting the objectives of the group or the company by uh, the power of truth, by the power of a, uh, an enlightened uh, point of view and an enlightened case for change. Uh, it's a little hard to explain this without a specific example, but it really does work if you dwell on the level of reality and not on the level of personal confrontation. Most reasonable people of goodwill, which is most of humanity, will respond accordingly. When they are backed into a corner, they engage in self-defense, just like we all do. But when they are left free to accept or reject a new idea, and it's an idea that's presented clearly, and it's on the realm, on, on the level of reality. It is true, and at the same time, a higher, uh, more inclusive, more principled recognition. Chances are, they will acknowledge it and accept it. So you can transform your environment uh, by thinking truth and presenting it to others. Yes, and um, another one of the uh, 
advice given in the, in the Bailey books is uh, is a way to counteract uh, a lie or when someone is gossiping about you or is apparently attacking you verbally, let's say, uh, and directing negative energy towards you, uh, one way is to devitalize it by love uh, and break it in pieces by the power of a counter-thought form of peace and harmony and use, as he says in the books, use a gentle stream of wise transmuting love. Um, that's pretty hard to do sometimes if someone is that gossip. would take a series of radio programs to get to the bottom <laughs> <Right>. of that. <laughs> but I think, I think that's what you know. That's that's what the Buddha did. I think yes. he demonstrated that what when Christ someone did when he turned the other cheek. Right. But we don't and begin to understand that when someone attacked the Buddha. That's mm-hmm. what he did. He poured out more love on this mm-hmm. person because this person was divided in himself, mm-hmm. and he 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 was there was a big gap in his consciousness and love was poured in to to fill that gap mm-hmm. and uh, i suppose there is a truth to that but it takes someone with uh a very aware and very powerful ability to uh counteract that yeah. force well when when the realization that energy follows thought is combined with uh training in meditation what happens well um it's said that Energy follows thought is a basic principle of Raja Yoga, and we've talked about Raja Yoga before. That's the system of uh, meditation which uses uh, the mind. It means literally the kingly science of the mind, and it's a kind of meditation that we work with uh, in our work through the arcane school and triangles, that energy follows thought follows the um, principle that the mind is the organizer and the distributor of energy. Mm-hmm. And when the mind is trained in meditation, it can mobilize and direct energies of light, love, and power into the thought waves that um, permeate the world, thought waves from which we all draw our ideas we are all swimming in a sea of thought waves as well as of emotional currents, and we can um, contribute to the uh, irradiating of the atmosphere uh, for all people to think more clearly by ourselves uh, working in meditation to radiate light and goodwill into human mm-hmm. consciousness. It isn't manipulative. It isn't telling someone what to think. It's simply working on a level of... Um, consciousness where we are all free to come and go and um, building into that level of consciousness more light, more love, more purpose. And that power is uh, generated much more strongly when we work in meditation with a group. Mm -hmm, Uh, And group meditation is um, uh, it's like the, the cable on the suspension bridge. It's not one cable. It's a strand of hundreds of small cables, and that's the the basics behind the power of group meditation can generate tremendous amount of power, much more power than any individual. And that's the, the great effectiveness of the triangle's work, because it's a group network all over the world, and people working with light and love. Mm-hmm. There's another uh, aspect or a counterpart to meditation. Uh, in our training, we're taught to meditate early in the morning, and the, uh, in the evening before you go to bed, 
we're trained to conduct an evening review where you look back on the events of the day and you try to go backwards, tracing events back to their causes. Gradually, you begin to recognize how you use energy and force because you see the same things happening over and over again and you begin to correct. So that's mm -hmm. also a technique for working uh, uh, with thought. And once again, if people would like that gift that we we promised you, it's uh, a pamphlet. Uh, it's, it's titled "Energy Follows Thought," and it's uh, it's about what we're talking about today. Our show is about that. So give us a call if you'd like that gift. Uh, the pamphlet "Energy Follows Thought" at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven, or the easy way to remember it one eight six six NY Lucis. Think of New York Lucis. And that's about all the time we have for our discussion today. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. 